0: Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today.
1: Submitting yourselves to one another. Many times you can bring the Word of God, teach, preach God's Word, and folks get offended instead of being submissive. They're not teachable. You see, this word, submit, submitting to one another, carries with it the thought of brokenness, carries with it the thought of humility, carries with it the thought of teachableness. I don't care how much you speak with other tongues, and I certainly believe in speaking with other tongues and wouldn't speak slightly of speaking with other tongues at all. I don't care how much tongue-talking you do. If you don't maintain a teachable spirit, you are not maintaining a spirit-filled life.
0: Welcome to Rema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today, you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on Rema for Today Radio. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message.
1: I remember reading one time from the pen of Donald G. Donald G. was an, uh, an Assemblies of God minister from Great Britain. And so he said uh, in his town where he was pastor years before, he became a leader of the movement in the process of time. But in his town, city, well, he said uh, somebody else started a church. See, it was the early days of the Pentecostal movement. His was the only Pentecostal church in town. But somebody else started a church. And they got some of his members. And uh, so he said without really realizing, you know, sometimes without realizing it, our spiritual health depletes just like our physical health does. And he said, I really didn't realize that I had some little ill feeling about this fellow pastor. I didn't know, of course, that I wouldn't attend anything they had and didn't invite them to attend anything that we had. But he said there was a missionary on the foreign field that our church was supporting. The missionary's coming home and has come home on furlough And, of course, they make their way from church to church, you know, to get their support for their next tenure. And so he said, I met him at the boat. This is many years ago. Folks didn't fly in those days. They came by boat or rail. And so I met him as he came from the foreign field, picked him up by automobile. We renewed acquaintance. We started toward the parsonage. You know, he's going to have a service that night in my church for several nights. He said, he suddenly looked at me and said, Donald G., your spiritual health has deteriorated. You're not where you were with God the last time I saw you. He said, I thought that was a blow while my church is being blessed. We're growing, you know, and I'm not where I ought to be. No, he said, your spiritual health has deteriorated. Well, he said, I sort of first wanted to get mad about it and then I couldn't do that and stay right. And so I sort of passed it off, but when I got home, I got off by myself said, Lord, what's the matter? The Lord began to bring up to him about this other fella. So he just contacted him and asked him if he'd come over and be with them in their missionary convention. Praise God. And then ask him to preach for them. And he said, we developed the greatest friendship between the two churches, and both of us just grew tremendously. Hallelujah. Well, I said all that to you to say this to you. Now that missionary... You see, it was quite discernible that this minister of the gospel, this pastor's spiritual health wasn't at the same level it was when he knew him there several years before, before he went on his missionary tour. He did something to correct it. We'll get around to that later on. Now, spiritual health is discernible. Hallelujah. You know, it's quite discernible when people are singing. Do you ever notice that? And Paul said here that if you're filled with the Spirit, you'll be singing. Hallelujah. You'll be singing. Oh, I've got a song on the inside. The Bible said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. It's going to come out. Even we folks who can't carry a tune, we sing sometimes. (laughs) Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. The song's there. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? Wonderful to have a song on the inside, isn't it? When you got a song on the inside, it'll show up out here. Amen. 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 Nothing can stop the man or the woman from singing who is filled with the Spirit. I don't care what comes. (laughs) Nothing can stop them. (laughs) Hallelujah, from singing when they're filled with the Spirit. So that's the first mark, a song inside an overwhelming testimony. I want you to notice the second mark, verse 20. Giving thanks always for all things under God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he's not only full of singing, he's full of giving thanks. Amen. Not whining and grumbling and fussing and fighting. That's not a characteristic of being filled with the Spirit. That's a characteristic of walking in the flesh. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody said to me one time years ago, yeah, but now Brother Hagen said they don't ever call on me to this is the days when Pentecostal churches, you know, they, they just thought this backs if they didn't have a testimony meeting every time What went to church. So this fellow said to me, you know, they never do call on me to lead the testimony service. I said, thank God for it. <laughs> if you're filled with the Spirit, you'd be thanking God because he said, "Giving thanks for all things. <laughs> Amen. Thank God for it. Well, they never even, one lady said to me, asked me to teach a Sunday school class. I said, thank God for it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. They never call on me. Another fellow said for anything. I said to him, thank God for it. Stay filled with the Spirit, giving thanks for all things. <laughs> Can you say amen? amen. Sure, you're not going to thank God for somebody getting killed and the devil, what he did, but we give thanks in all things, no matter what happens. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? Full of thanksgiving. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen. Praise God. I know a uh, Last year, we were preaching out there at Brother Fred Price's church. Somebody burglarized our home. Ken called and said they broke into the house. I said, praise God. First thing I said, praise God. Now, I'm not praising God what the devil did, but I'm just praising God in all things. Not going to take away my praise. I don't care what happened. Not going to take away my thanksgiving. I don't care what happened. Can you say Amen. Not whining and griping and fussing and fuming, but thanking. That's difference. Giving praise. Now notice the 21st verse. Submitting yourselves to one another in the fear of God. Submitting yourself, that means brokenness and humility. It's easy to submit to the other fella when you have that kind of a spirit. Now I said to you, because I continue to read the next word, verse read, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Some people take that verse out of its setting and will tell you, you know, that the man, he's ahead head of the home, and of course he is, but they overly emphasize some things, and you're going to do what I tell you to do. But you know, down there said, husband, love your wife. He did submit to the will of love. Well, that doesn't mean that the wife is a slave. If that's true, then he said in the previous verse, the verse just in front of it, then for all of us to be slaves to one another. Amen. Now I'm going to say something else. I want you to get the parallel. You see, here's one verse it said, submitting yourselves to one another. That's church members, isn't it? submitting yourselves to one another in the fear of the Lord. Next verse, wives submit yourselves. Well, now does that mean, you know, that the wife doesn't have any say so? She's just like a slave or a servant, you know. She has just to obey to the letter, whatever her husband said, you know. Well, if that's so, then we ought to obey one another, whatever one another says to us. No, that just simply means that as far as possible when it said submit yourself to one another, we're to get along with one another. Are you listening to me? To give in, to submit means to give in, to give in to one another in the fear of God. Now a lot of folks believe in submitting 100% as long as the other fellow submits to me. But when it comes my time to submit, I don't much believe in it. Amen. Don't shout me down. I just call some preaching real good. No, it works both ways. Amen. Amen. Submitting yourselves to one another. Giving in to one another. We need to maintain. If you keep filled with the Spirit, you will maintain a broken and a humble spirit. Submitting yourselves to one another. Many times you can bring the word of God, teach, preach God's word, and folks get offended instead of being submissive. They're not teachable. You see this word submit, submitting to one another, carries with it the thought of brokenness, carries with it the thought of humility, carries with it the thought of teachableness. I don't care how much you speak with other tongues, and I certainly believe in speaking with other tongues and wouldn't speak slightly of speaking with other tongues at all. I don't care how much tongue-talking you do. If you don't maintain a teachable spirit, you are not maintaining a spirit-filled life. Now, to maintain a spirit-filled life, to keep filled with the Spirit, be being filled with the Spirit, doesn't mean that you always agree with everything everybody says. You might not agree with them, but you're not going to argue and fuss about it. The Holy Ghost is not a spirit of arguing and fussing. I never have figured out why folks in the church get so upset about a, a lot of things that don't amount to a lot anyway, what difference does it make? I call it majoring in the minors. It seems to me like the church has majored in the minors. Things of minor importance, they put major importance on them. Well, we believe Jesus is the Son of God, that's major importance. We believe that he died for our sins according to the scriptures. We believe he was raised from the dead, hallelujah, for our justification, amen, We believe that he is Savior and Lord. Glory to God. Now when you're filled with the Spirit you're not so hard to get along with. Amen. Are you you listening to me? Notice go back I told you it's going to bring your attention to that fact that the scripture said the saying pleased the whole multitude. This is the early church in the beginning, filled with the Spirit. When you're filled with the Spirit, when you keep filled with the Spirit, you're not so hard to please. I I get aggravated sometimes, I'll be honest with you, and I have to get back and get filled with the Spirit. (laughs) (laughs) I get aggravated people a lot of times, you know, well, they wouldn't listen to anybody but a faith teacher. Well, sometimes in some other areas, a lot of people know a lot of good things. See, I'm a faith teacher. Thank God I I teach faith in the hell for 50 years. I'm going to keep on teaching it. But that doesn't mean that everybody that doesn't necessarily put the same emphasis on faith that I do are wrong.
0: Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rama.org.
1: We have Living Faith Crusades throughout the yes, year. Uh, but uh, we just encourage you to go to rhema.org slash LFC to view our itinerary because it's kind of changing sometimes during this time. But we would love to see you at one of our
0: crusades. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message. That's tomorrow on Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.